San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app at 760kfmb.com for uh, 760kfmb, you can hear us on any device live, and you can hear all these podcasts uh, commercial-free on iymoney.com. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinary. He's an accomplished marathon runner. He's a best-selling author, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? I am doing great, Joe. Enjoying this great weather. Yeah, isn't it something? Isn't yeah. it something? You know, when we had Bill Lyric on a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned uh, uh, Enron and Qualcomm and our former guest uh, who ran all the physical plant and purchasing for, of power for uh, Qualcomm at the time, and I mistakenly named him Art Ball, but his name is Alan Ball, and he is a great energy uh, expert. So, um, folks, go look up that show or just look him up. Uh, I think he's consulting with a lot of companies now on how to, um, how to economize on their energy uh, uh, costs. That's it's, exactly uh, what he's doing, yeah. Alan Ball. Right. So I He's under the B's, for those of you who think that we alphabetize by the first name. There we go. It's <laughs> yes. the last name. Yes, we do have that guest tab on our iymoney.com website for all past guests. So and it's, it's gotten up to a few hundred now, isn't it? It's quite a few. Yeah. Well, we got another, well, I guess two tonight. Yes, the absolutely. The first of whom is sitting here with us. <laughs> so let's get right into it. I guess it's all about reverse mortgages tonight, right, Richard? Well, the, the first half of the show is about reverse mortgages, and then we're going to go backwards in the second half and talk about traditional mortgages. Forward mortgages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Pete Tetler, thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks, Rich. It's my pleasure to be here. Great. Well, Pete, give us a little bit of background on you, where you were born and raised, and then uh, how you found your way to San Diego, and then how you found Richard. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. I went to school out there as well, and at graduation, I had a uh, job at a mortgage company with, called Household Finance. We're which college. At Loyola University, Chicago. Oh, there you go. Okay. National basketball champions in the early 60s. And haven't had one since. <laughs> George Ireland was the head coach. Who well, was the head coach, Richard? George Ireland. George Ireland. I think I remember that. Okay. So at the HFC. Where'd you go to high school, by the way? Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to high school, by the way? Oak Park and River Forest oh, High for School. Oh, gosh. Okay, great school. My, I think my niece went there. I have to check that out. Big school. <laughs> I'm the only guy not from Chicago in the studio. <laughs> so a few years with household finance, they, they transferred me around, and I was in Oklahoma City for uh, two months. And then I got a call from an old manager said, they're starting a reverse mortgage division, and we want you to set, set that up in San Diego. I'd never heard of a reverse mortgage before. But all I heard was, I'm moving to San Diego, <laughs> which is a lot better than Oklahoma City. Had, and, you, had uh, you been here before, by the no, way? I've never no, I've been, never been to San Diego or California before that. Wow. So 94. that was uh, Gosh. Thanksgiving of 1994, and two weeks later, I was in San Diego setting Gosh. up shop. Bill Clinton's first term. Wow, we're going back. Yep. <laughs> well, can't say no to San Diego. <laughs> Not at all. And I've been in the lending business ever since then. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, my focus is strictly reverse mortgage lending. So, Pete, uh, most of our listeners probably know what one is, but let's start with the basics. What exactly is a reverse mortgage? To qualify for a reverse mortgage, you need to be 62 years old and have sufficient equity in your home. So at the age of 62, the loan-to-value 
uh, the, the older you are, the greater the loan to value. Sure. So even even if you have a home that's worth five hundred thousand dollars and you've got a two or three hundred thousand dollar mortgage on there, you, you're still el- eligible for a reverse mortgage. And what that will do is that will take out or pay off the existing mortgage and replace it with a reverse mortgage. And now that homeowner no longer has a mortgage payment for as long as they live in the home. Right. I guess that's the only um, challenge is you, you must stay in the home the rest of your life. doesn't mean you can't travel or vacation, right? Or- Co- correct. So, so most people want to keep the home for the rest of their lives. And sometimes we have, for example, back in the Midwest and East, we have our snowbird friends that go to Arizona or Florida for six months. That's fine. You can still, you're still eligible to keep the reverse mortgage as long as you're living in the home for six months in a day throughout the year. Oh, geez. You could actually rent it half a year or something. Uh, Yeah, they don't want you to rent it. but um, (laughs) People probably get around a college student with a room or something. That that usually isn't a problem, but Mm. as long as it's your primary residence and not a rental unit Mm. throughout the year, then then that's fine. Okay. So, Pete, how long have a reverse mortgage has been around? When did they sort of come into being? Reverse, reverse mortgage started back in 1989 with okay. the Ronald Reagan administration. That's what I thought. And it was a way for them to eliminate their mortgage payment and stay in their home. Mm. Okay. So most of the clients you work with then are obviously over 62. I suspect, though, the average age is even a little bit older, right? The average age is, is a little bit older. And, and again, the older they are, the more money that they can qualify to borrow, borrow with. Now, it, sometimes the reverse mortgage benefits other than the senior homeowner. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had a client. She was 51 years old, and she had a family of her own with her husband both working, trying to make a tight budget. She was also supporting her 75-year-old mother, mm. paying her mortgage. Mm. So we call those people the sandwich generation. I was just going to say. Yeah. So you have people that are not 62 years and older. The mortgage is for their parents, but it benefits them because not only are they no longer have to be financially responsible for them, it's a peace of mind for the daughter, the son, the parents. In this case, it was the spouse. The, the, the husband said that money that you're spending on your mother every month should be money staying in our family. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. He's got, um, he's got a point. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I know my wife's mom, I'm, my mother-in-law has a reverse mortgage. It's been like the greatest thing for her. It usually is a, a, a big game changer for people. Well, I didn't know that uh, the minimum, you, you just had to live there six six months in a day out of the year, so you can travel or do whatever else you, you want, You can right? travel, use use that, That's, no more mortgage payment, use that credit line, do the traveling that you'd like to do. It's not a bad deal. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And there's some tax benefits to this also, or how does that work? The income, the, the money that you draw off of a reverse mortgage is not considered taxable income. Uh-huh. Even better, huh, Richard? Tax-free cash flow. <laughs> Tax-free it's cash the best flow. kind. Oh, my gosh. It's the best kind of cash flow. Get to keep it all. How about that? So you started that in 90, so you were fairly new in the business when the business was fairly new. I was very new in the business. I was barely 30 years old. Okay. Um, and it was, but I quickly found that the, the need for this, I would walk into CPA's office, financial planner's office, mm-hmm. even banks, and just say, can I educate you a little bit about the reverse mortgage option? And most of the time, people would start off saying, we don't really have a need for that. We don't, there's, our clients are doing fine. But after a while, they start coming up. It's like, you know, we have one or two clients that need this. Mm-hmm. So... 
it's it's getting more and more popular today because back then the reverse mortgage was very misunderstood in a lot of cases it wasn't as regulated as it is today hmm. so there's weren't as many safeguards for the clients but all of that has changed hmm. yeah, we, i know i know one of the famous spokespeople for reverse mortgages is the former governor of illinois jim thompson fred I'm sorry, Fred Thompson, Fred who, Thompson, Fred Thompson, who I actually sat next to in the 1984 playoffs. He was yeah. real happy at the first game. Yeah, Fred Thompson was the, he was the actor, not the, uh, the, uh, the oh, governor. that's right, that's yeah. right. Fred Thompson, the actor. Yeah, you're thinking of Big that's, Jim. Big I'm thinking of Big, Big Jim, Jim Thompson. Thompson. Big that's Illinois. Right. Six six, he was. That guy. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> who I sat next to in the '84 playoffs. Who was real happy at the start, but really sad at the finish. Yeah, well, I was pretty sad at the finish. I know too, you were too. Year. All the Cubs fans. Well, this year I thought the Panthers would win, but <laughs> that's a different story. That's a different but, story <laughs> too. But um, anyway, so so you sat. Did you talk about reverse mortgage with him at all, or no, no. didn't didn't come up? Huh? No, it didn't come up. Talk baseball. Well, now how do you determine, um, you know, how much how much um, I guess you call them borrower would, would would receive in this situation. Well, the first thing that we do, I do my business at the client's kitchen table, and we, we get everything out in the open. We find out what other needs that they have, and it depends on the borrower's age. So at the age of 62, the loan to value is in the you know, 52, 53% loan okay. to value today, and then at the top of the scale, the borrower's 89, they can get up to 75%, mm. depending on what the rates are during that time. So that mm-hmm. just kind of gives you a ballpark. Of, mm-hmm. of how much is eligible, and then it de- then of course on the appraised value of the home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a six hundred thousand dollar home for a seventy five year old will give them three hundred sixty eight thousand dollars on a credit line or a lump sum. However right. they want to do it, a little bit over sixty percent. In her in their case, in yes, case, it's yeah. seventy five years old. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Mm. It's a so, lot of money, tax free. So they can get a lump sum <laughs> like that, and. Um, it's real flexible. They can take that money in a lump sum to pay off an existing mortgage of three hundred sixty-eight thousand, or if their mortgage is a hundred thousand, we give them the hundred to pay off the, that hundred thousand dollar mortgage balance, which will leave two sixty-eight that we put on a credit line, mm-hmm. and they use that credit line just like a regular home equity line of credit, except now when they borrow the money, there's no mortgage payments required. Yeah. Anyway, we have got to take a little break. We'll go back, get back into the numbers with Pete Tentler and Reverse Mortgage right after this. Hang on. All right, we're back with Pete Tentler, expert in Reverse Mortgage. He's going to explain some numbers and myths and misconceptions about the uh, the process here. But, but I, I should first point out that Pete came through our great sponsor, Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marco, specifically Don Epic CPA. Oh, so many thanks to them. Yeah, many thanks to them well, for getting know, a great guest. Well, I know your collaboration network goes uh, far and wide, Richard. So Far and wide and up and down and <laughs> backwards and forwards. <laughs> so there you go. And sometimes in circles. But yeah. <laughs> so, so, Pete, I know there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Maybe not as much as there used to be, but I think there's still some prejudice out in the consumer world about reverse mortgages because there's sort of this mindset in some people's opinions that, gee, how could you have the seniors spend their entire equity or their home and then the kids don't get to inherit anything like it's the kids God given right to inherit. Right. And that's that's a good one. So there's a lot of misconceptions. The one that you just brought up, that's that's comes periodically. Very rarely does do the children say, hey, what about us? Mm -hmm. But it does happen. More often, though, it's the children that come in, like that sandwich generation mm-hmm. woman that I just spoke about, yeah. said, hey, we want you to do this for our parents. We want to get our parents out from under this. The other 
the bigger obstacles or prejudice that I see are just people that just have a misunderstanding of how it works. Perfect example is most people believe that once the borrower signs up for the reverse mortgage, we own the house, mm -hmm. and that they get a monthly check, but when they die, we get the house. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about it, that who would sign up for that? Because yeah, nobody would. If you got a check one month and then, then suddenly there was an accident and you perished, then all of a sudden we have all this equity in the home. Nobody would do that. No, it's a mortgage. I mean, you sell the house, the mortgage gets paid off. That's and right. You it's keep just, the equity. That's right. It's just right. a regular mortgage, except right. there's no mortgage payment. Right. That's the difference. Right. The, the borrower still has title to the home. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever the maturity event occurs, meaning that when... I no longer live in the house. Yeah, deaths or sell it. Death or, or sell it. Right. So let's say I'm your father and I live for 20 years and that mortgage, reverse mortgage, goes from 200000 to 350000 mm -hmm. just using round numbers. Yeah. And I die, you and Joe inherit the home, and you sell it for six hundred. Right, pay off the you mortgage. Pay off the $350,000 and then, then you two split the difference. Right. Hopefully equally and not fight over it. <laughs> Joe and I get along great. So basically it's kind of like a lean on the home, essentially. Is that, would that be a good that's, analogy? That's, that's right. It's to, to put it very simple, it's just a regular mortgage, but because there's no mortgage payment, the balance goes in reverse. It goes up. Mm. That's why it's, they call it a reverse mortgage. Yeah, well, my, and, and, it, and the payment will come out of the transaction, whatever it is, whether it's a sale or, or ultimately, right? Right. Uh, Interest accrues on the balance, so every month the balance goes up a little by little by little. Mm -hmm. And over a period of time, the balance will go up even more, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the benefit to me is that I no longer have a mortgage payment. The benefit to you two is that you don't have to worry about dear old dad struggling to make his mortgage payment every month. Right. Yeah, and like my mother-in-law, I think, is a classic example, at least here in Southern California. She uh, was very equity-rich. In other words, owns a piece of very well-situated real estate, but is retired and doesn't have a lot of income. And so for her, the reverse mortgage uh, was a way for her to increase her spendable cash flow so that she could live comfortably. So, right. the, so the lender's gambling that the market will, value will increase on, on the property, right? Yeah, but look, look at history. I mean, it does, right? Yeah. Right, it does. It does, and it, it could go the other way, and it has in the past. In, in, I had a client in 05 that took out a reverse mortgage. The house is worth 500000 She paid off a, a small mortgage, and the rest was left on a credit line. And today, back it was about a year ago I spoke with her. Her home is now only worth three twenty five. It didn't rebound. Her balance is two fifty, but she still has a credit line left over of over 100000 Huh. So this is an FHA-insured product, mm -hmm. meaning that that credit line is going to be insured, that it's going to be there regardless of the value of the home. Mm. So in her case, the value went down, but the credit line still stays intact. Hmm. So if you remember some of our friends that I know back in 08, 09, and 2010, they had a home equity line of credit on their home, mm -hmm. but then the bank said, hey, we're going to lower the credit line because your value went down, or we're going to call it all together. Mm. And in some cases, people are like, hey, I had that money set aside for repairs or home improvement. Not with a reverse mortgage, because it's FHA insured. That credit line will always stay intact for as long as you live in the home, regardless of the balance of, of, of the, regardless of the value of the home. Hmm. So, so Pete, people uh, will frequently do this because they want to stay in the home longer, right? 
Sure, absolutely. And then also because uh, another main main reason I would think would be that you start having significant in-home health care costs Correct. combined with the desire to actually stay in your house as opposed to moving to a facility facility. Correct. And one of the one of the features of the reverse mortgage credit line that not many people are aware of, especially professional advisors, is that the unused portion of the credit line has a growth rate. Mm. So that credit line not only is FHA insured that it's going to still be there, that will grow year over year over year. Let's let's just say, for example, for example, four and a half percent a year. And if they had a $300,000 credit line today at 62, and when would people need in-home care or health care issues? Maybe when they're 85 Mm -hmm. or 86, when my parents needed it. So that's 25 years of a credit line growth at 4.5% starting at 300,000, which is going to be how much? Well, it's going to more than double. More than double. Yeah. So, so suddenly they're I did 85. that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly they have this this credit line that's grown from three hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand, seven fifty. That pays for full time in home care twenty four seven. They're just self insuring themselves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How how do people get a hold of you? They can always reach me on my mobile phone, and that number is eight five eight nine 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 one seven seven six. There we go. 858-999-1776. There's an easy one to remember. Liberate yourself. Liberate yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. So a lot of changes going on in the market, or has this become a fairly static yeah, back, market? No, there, there's been some changes, some uh, more financial assessments to make sure the borrower is qualifying to set aside their taxes and insurance. One of the bigger changes that occurred quite some time ago back in 09 is that and not a lot of people are aware of this especially realtors is that we can now help a client buy a new home with a reverse mortgage okay so let's say for example uh, last fall i had a client in the poway area house was worth eight hundred thousand they had a six hundred thousand dollar mortgage that was strangling them but they only had 200 in net equity. Mm-hmm. So where are they going to buy a home in Southern California for 200000 <laughs> Just not going to happen. Nowhere. So their CPA brought me, and I showed them how they can use a reverse mortgage to finance 55% of the purchase price, and they bought a home for over 425000 hmm. They put their $200,000 down. We financed the rest. They're now in a $425,000 home that's more manageable for this empty nester couple. With no payment. No payment. That's a big deal. They, they, sold, they were probably they, paying they three grand a month on they the sold their home for, their They sold their home for, for eight eight hundred plus. Their their oh. net equity was about two hundred thousand and change. Huh. And they were ended up buying a home for four hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. That was just the right size for them. Huh. Otherwise, most people look at these empty nesters. They talk about downsizing. And when they don't have enough equity to buy some home that's in the area that they can afford, they realize that they end up having to compromise on their new living situation. Yeah. But, but plus, but, your, your, your qualification doesn't rely on their income, income. like a traditional mortgage, right? Right. right. That's a big deal. So the, we do need to see that they have money set aside or income coming in to pay their taxes right. and insurance for right. X amount of years. But the beauty with the reverse mortgage for purchase is that now they're able to right-size mm-hmm. without compromise. Hmm. And they stay in the area. Has, has anybody trademarked that? 
right size without compromise? <laughs> yes, they did. Darn. <laughs> yes, they did. You're, you're talking to the guy that trademarked oh, okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I, I see a survey here from AARP. It says 93% of the reverse mortgage uh, uh, had a positive effect on their lives of, of, of the uh, seniors. Yep. Yep. So that's a pretty high number, I would say. Um, so that's that's great. And we have to wrap it up here. Once again, uh, Pete Tendler, 858-999-1776, Reverse Mortgages. Thanks for coming by. You hey, Jess, that. thanks yeah. a lot. This we'll was be a back, lot of fun. We'll be back with Nathan Watkins uh, talking about uh, Worldwide Credit after this. So hang on. We are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And this is the time where we go over to Richard to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors, as always. The list keeps getting longer. UBS with Michael Caronta and Drew Friedis. Our favorite CPAs on the planet. Two of them, Signature Analytics with Jason Kruger, CPA. He's an upcoming guest here. A very excellent CFO service. Also more traditional CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs in San Marcos. Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group, helping real estate owners improve the value of their businesses. Also, Joel Grushkin and Kurt Cattrall with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, with all this money you make, how about Brenda Geiger? Geiger Law Offices. Brenda specializes in asset protection and estate planning. California Republic Bank with Sean Puckett and Lane Elliott, a niche market bank serving wealthy families and family offices. The former Mars Maddox Insurance, now known as Hub International, a great employee benefits firm. Also, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Recent guest, Paul Hines, CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. Paul, of course, heads up the SeniorSafeAndSound.org initiative here in San Diego, helping to prevent elder financial abuse. Also, Servant Leadership Institute, doing their national convention here in San Diego on March 6th through 8th. Check out ServantLeadershipInstitute.com. Recent guest, Michelle Lirac with Berry Good Food Foundation. Great show about soils. We have three more coming up Got this year. Got three more coming up, which is great. Yep. Also, mm-hmm. if you want to drink some good coffee, how about Lestat's Coffee House? There you go. And last but not least, our newest sponsor, who's our guest tonight, that would be Mr. Nathan Watkins with Worldwide Credit. But before we get to Nathan, Joe, quickly, how do our listeners find out our, about our amazing roster of sponsors? Well, it's real easy. You just get over to IYMoney.com on any device that you own. There's a drop-down menu across the top of the page that says Sponsors. So you just click on that, and all the sponsors are right there. Their background information, their personal contacts, uh, everything you need to know. And I know they've all been working with Richard for many, many years with, with great success. In some cases, over 30 years. There you go. Since we were like three years old. But anyway, Nathan Watkins, we just did a first half of the show on reverse mortgages. Now we're going to talk about regular mortgages. You are a mortgage lender. But before you tell people what you do, how about a little bit of background on you about where you're from, where you went to school, how you got in the business? Sure. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. Pleasure. Um, well, I'm a native San Diegan, so we'll wow, we say that. Wow, we hardly ever meet one of those. <laughs> I'll start with that. So, uh, yeah, so I've been uh, born and raised here in California got into the industry about 13 years ago. So it's been quite an interesting ride. Um, it's been pretty fun, to say the least. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm working here uh, locally in San Diego. Our office is right in Kearney Mesa. Just yeah, down the street from the studio. Yeah. There you go, right, right near KFMB. So actually, why don't we tell them where it's at? You're right, at, uh, one, you're right near 163 on uh, Claremont Mesa Boulevard, right? Yep, right in between the 163 and the 15 freeway. So we're easy to get to. We're nice and central in San Diego. We serve all of California. Um, and I'm glad that you're having me here to speak on reverse mortgages because it's pretty opportune that you bring it up. 
Yeah, but you're not speaking on reverse mortgages. We're talking on forward mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go in reverse. We already did that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well, what's your website, by the way? It's www.worldwidecredit.com. Okay, cool. And how, how or, somebody... or .net, actually. I think it's .net, the one I see. You sure? It's .com. Okay. Yeah, it's it's .com. .com. You, you, it oh, you have both of them then. Okay. That's great. So you have worldwidecredit.net and .com. Which and how is... could somebody find you directly? Um, the best way to find me is email. Uh, so my email address is nwatkins.j at gmail.com. nwatkins.j, like John at gmail.com. Okay, I see what they've done here. They, the .com defaults to the .net. So either way, folks, you can't, you can't miss them. <laughs> One way or another, you're going to find me. So, Nathan, if you got into the mortgage well, business... Wait, I'd like to know where okay, you grew up. At, where'd you grow up in San Diego with high school and everything else? Sarah Mesa. That was oh, a, really? my old stomping ground. Sarah Mesa, and both of my parents worked in Sarah Mesa, so I went to elementary school there. I uh, went to high school at St. Augustine in sure. uh, North Park. The Saints. Yeah, so uh, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been amazing watching the community transform to what it is now, because back when I was going to high school... It, yeah, there it, was it, must, yeah, not much hair, right? Not much hair at all. So it's 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 been great. I mean, San Diego's a beautiful city. I went to college in West Virginia, and had an amazing culture shock over there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what university? Uh, was West Virginia State College. Uh, oh, sure. So I went there on a Division two uh, football scholarship. I was going to say okay. this guy's played some football. You could tell, you know. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what <laughs> position? Uh, cornerback. Hey, really? Char- yeah. Chargers could have used you about the last three games. You know everybody what? was on the DL. If I didn't have a foot injury last year, I would have definitely tried out. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I saw Nathan over the holidays, and he had a big old walking boot on. What did you do to your foot? I was helping a friend move, and uh, oh, armor dropped right on my foot. No but, wonder I never help anybody move. Oh, uh, we got to come up with a better story than that. <laughs> you know, I was going long. I don't know. Yeah, right. I was diving to make the winning touchdown. I dropped yeah, the armor. Yeah. Like, Saved the dog from a fire, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Nathan, if you got into the mortgage business, though, 13 years ago, that would be about 2003. You've seen some interesting things. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's been a night and day difference, really. I mean, back then... You know, it's it's really tough to say now, but it's the reality of it. But I remember working, just getting into the business. We'd have these account reps that represent these banks that are trying mm-hmm. to get our loan applications. We'd hand them a loan app, and we would say, "Hey, listen, does this qualify for your product?" And they'd say, "Son, you know, you know, do they fog up a mirror? You know, <laughs> do they have a pulse?" And yeah, of course they do. Like, all right, well, they qualify, and it was just amazing because that's ultimately how it was ran. And I mean, it, you, obviously, we all seen the, uh, the effects of that with the sure. mortgage meltdown. Well, I, have you seen Big Short yet, uh, the film? I haven't, but I heard it's amazing. Oh, yeah, you got to see that. It's it's up for best picture. Well, you know, it's not really the industry. I mean, it's it, it was these monolithic uh, policies, you know, coming from the East Coast that, that really triggered all this. Uh, you know, people are just doing their jobs. Uh, if, if your boss says go out and write mortgages, I mean, that's what you're, you're, you're paid to do, but... Yeah. Richard, what do you think? Yeah, well, we've had shows about this, or at least part of the show has been about this topic. So Yeah. So you got into the business in 03, so you sort of saw saw a a boom and a bust. Um, And now... um, But rates are at an all-time pretty pretty low. A 30-year right now is like, what, 33.47 or something? The the 30-year rate right now uh, for Freddie Mac is Mm. 3.72%, which is only a little bit, uh, just a tad bit higher uh, than last year. It was around 3.59%. But, I mean, the rates are amazing right now. Um, What people uh, should understand is is the, uh, the reason why rates... Are so low right now is is because there's a lot of uh, economic uncertainty, especially mm-hmm. you know in the overseas markets, primarily yeah. with Europe. Um, you know uh, the mortgage rates are tied to the mortgage bonds, which is a type of investment. Mm-hmm. It's a type of a long-term investment, and it works inverse with the more volatile short-term stock investment. So mm-hmm. you know when you see global 
the, the global economy or even the, the, the national economy, when you see it suffer, the stock market will suffer. So what's happening is, is investors are taking dollars out of the stock market and putting them into a long-term safe haven uh, like the mortgage-backed security. And as a result, uh, the mortgage interest rates will benefit, and therefore they're, they're as low as they are right now. So mm-hmm. it's a great time to either buy or refinance. So, so do you have like a cutoff point, for, like with a rate for somebody who's an ideal refi candidate? Like if they're at four point something or? Uh, you know what? The, you know, uh, just like many of the answers in real estate finance, mm-hmm. it, it depends. You know, it, everyone's situation is different. So, you know, if, if a particular, I would say anyone right now that, that has a 4% or higher mm-hmm. should at least explore the opportunity. Okay. That's, what I, that's what I would say. Hmm. Okay. You know, and then depending upon their situation, you know, we can go from there. Sure. You were with a lot of purchases or a lot of refis or both? Well, um, both, really. And typically, uh, most of my business is purchase business. Uh, it's because of the fact that the way that I uh, work and the way that I've set up my business model is, is off of referrals and repeat business. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I'm working with a lot of agents because the purchase market will always be there. People are always going to need to buy a house, whereas the refinance uh part of the market will always come and go with the fluctuation of interest rates. Sure. So uh, right now it's, it, it's, it's more beneficial because I'm more busy with refinances. I'm reaching out to previous clients in addition to you know other clients from my, my referral partners uh, to see if we can improve their situation. So right now, you know, it's, I'm about 50-50, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, typically on the, on the first portion of the, uh, the year, you know, January, February, March, people are getting out of their holiday lull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm in terms of the purchase market. Um, so right now, in terms of prices, they're fairly affordable, but once the months start leading into summer, mm-hmm. uh, the Big market becomes, begins a little bit more hot. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to take our little break right now. They'll be back with Nathan Watkins, senior mortgage banker with Worldwide Credit, right here in Kearney Mesa. Hang on, we'll be right back. All right, we're back getting smart with Nathan Watkins. Nathan, you remember that show, by the way, or no? Yeah. You're too young. too young. He's too young. <laughs> <laughs> the music Get smart. The oh, my show, gosh. It? That was a great Get show. Get smart. Well, Chief. Get smart. Yeah, Don Adams. Wow. Okay, well, I feel a lot younger now, Richard, don't you? <laughs> I do, too. But uh, we, we wanted to thank somebody else who's a lot younger than us. That well, was yeah, Tim well, Owens, right? Right. Well, Tim Owens, uh, he hosted a special edition of his Life Life Lounge um, event, which uh, anyone can go to. If you go to lifeloungesd.com, uh, you can find out about it. But he had a special panel with all this recent calamity in the, uh, with the opening of the market in January. He wanted to get some, some financial experts uh, as, uh, uh, on a panel. And uh, Sean Puckett, one of our sponsors, uh, was the moderator. And I remember one of the panelists was um, in real estate and another was in, in art. And the gentleman from the, in the real estate world said, uh, well, gosh, one of the safest things today in, in San Diego is just get, get yourself some coastal real estate. You know, they're not making any more of it. Maybe not too near the coast in some places. You know, some people. Yeah, like on the bluffs yeah. of the <laughs> Some are going over the cliff. You saw those Los Angeles, you know, when yeah. we had those storms. But and then the other guy was touting art. So uh, I guess if you get a big house or a, a nice house on the coast and load it up with art, I guess you should be You're recession proof. You'll re- ride out the wave there. So and by the way, Tim Owens, next time you want me to moderate a panel, make sure you give me the date. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean Puckett from Sean did a great Sean job. Sean Puckett from yeah. California Republic Bank. Really appreciate you filling in. And I'll tell you, those are nice things to go to because the setting was a nice home. Of, I guess it's on the market. It may be an escrow, but it was uh, one of these you know, $5 million uh, mansions right above the La Jolla Country Club there on Fairway Road. So um, th- th- just go there and hang out and talk with some cool people. Yeah, buy, buy one of those houses, yeah. load it up with yeah. art. <laughs> I mean, and just to speak on that point, it's so true because coastal property does hold their value uh, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, living in, in La Jolla, I see it all the time. I mean, 
I mean, some of these existing homes, you know, they, they demo them, build them right back up, and it's constant, nonstop, mm -hmm. every single year. They just, they, it's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty beautiful to yeah, see. Yeah, the what square are, footage and get the value. What happened with Mitt Romney's garage? Was he able to do that? I, didn't think he wanted I don't think he was. <laughs> he ended up selling it or something yeah, like that. But that was it. a huge stink when that was yeah. going on. Really? That's funny. Well, that's... Uh, I'm sure someone will do something over there. <laughs> so they <laughs> the question, fix it up. Or <laughs> the question now that it's not like it was when you got in the business where if somebody was breathing and could fog up a mirror, they could get a mortgage. How, how much paperwork, how much documentation is now in a typical mortgage? There's a good amount of documentation. There, there certainly is. And, uh, you know, that's something that I always like to coach and prepare everyone that I work with as we get into the transaction and just let them know, hey, listen, I, I understand that you you know that you have a high credit score and that you got a good amount of funds in the bank, but you know everyone's at the mercy of the market. And mm -hmm. in, in order to execute a loan, we need to have all the supporting documentation in the file before we can close. So you know it it, it can get paper intensive at times. Yeah. Um, so you know it the the best thing that you can really do is just communicate with the client and let them know what they're about to get into because you know there's all sorts of things that can come up in the underwriting process. Let me ask you this in, in the in the um, the mortgage process. Um, I guess there was some kind of issue came up with regard to um, you know the, the title getting separated from the paperwork, and then who who do you know who owns my mortgage now because mm -hmm. it gets it might get transacted a few times. Are they keeping better track of that now? And they are, they are. And, and what happens is 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 uh, they've. Uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have gone through different sort of regulatory reforms mm -hmm. that have hit on certain situations like that. So basically what, what, what happens is, is whenever a mortgage is sold, the homeowner will receive uh, advance notice in the mail saying, hey, listen, this is where your, uh, your mortgage is going to be paid to. Your loan is now with this particular company. And what a lot of homeowners don't know uh, is, is that ultimately they have about 60 days to make that next mortgage payment because, you know, some things get lost mm -hmm. in the mail. Sometimes, you know, communication doesn't happen, sure. you know, as fluid as, as they like. So, um, so there's certain um, safeguards, now. safeguards that, have, that have been put in place in order to do yeah. that. But you know, what I really like about working with Nathan, can't mention any names, but we have a handful of mutual clients. He actually does an amazing job of strategizing, as he mentions, with the client before going through the process. Mm. Because I know some of the things we worked on, it's not exactly the most straightforward, shall we say, businesses and business ownership that some people have, especially, I don't mean self-employed per se, but they own their own S-Corps and C-Corps and LLCs. And as you said, the paperwork can be huge. So I think the strategy piece becomes critical. Yeah, and I appreciate that you mentioned that because it's very true. You know, when you take a loan application and you and, and you take a client that has an objective that they want to accomplish, you want to look at the big picture. And if it's not as easy on the surface of it, then you really have to dig in and say, okay, well, what kind of resources do I have? What, who could I lean on? What could we possibly put together in order to, you know, get them to where mm -hmm. they want to be? And again, fortunately, having, a, you know, uh, been born and raised here in San Diego and, and trying to be as resourceful as possible, I've met some very great people, including yourself, Richard, that, that are able to uh, help me lean on, um, you know, situations where I might be a little bit challenged in terms of whether they be taxes or their estate plan or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. So it's always good as a mortgage professional to have a, a, a sphere of influence of, uh, of industry partners that could help you in situations like that. Yeah, I know you've done some work too with our sponsor, Brenda Geiger, the estate planning Absolutely, team. and she's yeah. great. I mean, she is, I mean, her professionalism is, you know, second to none. Yeah, um, she's another very reliable resource of mine that I can, I know I can pick up the phone and call and get a, a, a great answer from. Uh, so I certainly enjoy working with her as well. So, Nathan, here's an easy question. How long are interest rates going to stay low? Now, you know I've got a sense of humor, so I'm just putting you on the spot. 
I hope long enough to keep uh, to give me to retire when I want to. That's yeah, for exactly. sure. Yeah, uh, we were talking before the show that we were, I was looking at this list of the 20 <laughs> professions that are most likely to be replaced by technology and mortgage lending and being a, an accountant or a CPA were like in the top five. <laughs> You know, real quick, it's it's crazy that you mentioned that because I do see a lot of, uh, you know, for instance, I think like a Quicken Loans or something has yeah. like a cradle to grave process exactly. where you can go online. You know, mortgages just aren't that easy. No, I just don't not. think it's that realistic at all. You no. know, I mean, it really requires a human presence to communicate with mm -hmm. the homeowner effectively because it's a different type of market right now. Maybe you could... As an individual homeowner, consumer that doesn't know anything about loans, you could have got yourself a loan in 2002, 2003 because there were no requirements. Right. But now there's all these layers of risk and, and uh, qualifying criteria that you need to meet. You, you need to have a professional right there, someone that can walk you through the entire process. But, but you should communicate with the client. You also communicate with the underwriters, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's a part of the process. You know, um, before you submit a loan package, you want to make sure that that package is going to be approved. And, uh, you know, if you come across a situation where you're going to run into some challenges and some obstacles, you want to vet everything that you can possible, essentially pre-underwrite the file, anticipate what the underwriter is going to require in order to get that loan done, and then go back to the homeowner and say, all right, well, listen, if we want this loan, this is what we're going to need. And from there, basically see if we can make it happen. And a lot is word of mouth. I mean, your company's been around 25 plus years, right? Quite and, a while. And, and all based here in San Diego, yes. right? So, so, so Nathan, you're going to love this. I bought my first house. Uh, the year before I got married in 1986 and I was a really good credit risk. So I got a really good mortgage and it was only at 9.75%. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and that was low for the 80s. That was low for the 80s. But exactly. you've refined, right, Richard? You know? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, I sold that. But the point is, is that people forget how different it was 25, 30 years ago. Hey, you know what? And I had someone complain to me the other day about, oh, you know, really a 3.875, you can't do anything better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's put it into perspective here. You get a half a million dollars at right. that. You know, I mean, under four percent. You know, I mean, that's that, that's gosh, you're, you're borrowing at a really low rate there. So, how times have changed. They go up and down. Well, gosh, who can you know the early '80s, huh, Richard? Interest rates were. Pff, yeah, I didn't own a house then, but I remember when I started in the uh, CPA with, world. Yeah. Tell me what credit oh, card rates were. I mean, yeah. it was through the river, like eighteen percent. You or could something. get eighteen percent on CDs. You yeah. could earn it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Craziness. early '80s, it was wild. <laughs> I know. And you had to line up to buy your gas, too, at one point. I know. Inflation. I guess Paul Volcker, he uh, really cracked the whip, didn't he? Um, he was pretty good. Uh, you remember him, Richard? Yeah, I do. Big yeah. tall guy. Yeah. So, so, Nathan, I know there was maybe a slight overreaction in terms of the mortgage meltdown. Are, are lenders easier to work with now, harder to work with? I mean, are things smoothing out a little bit? That's another great question. And, and the answer to that is yes. Uh, I have seen... Uh, the, the, the product list of, of loans available expand a bit. Okay. Uh, I, I have seen some underwriting strategy loosen up a bit. Mm -hmm. However, it does come out of price, you know, mm -hmm. and, sure. and, and when, what I mean by that is, is it, 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 it comes out of additional effort on the homeowner's behalf as, as far as uh, uh, providing additional paperwork to, mm -hmm. um, to show that they have a certain amount of assets in the bank or, you know, that they have a certain amount of cash flow that they've had in their business. So um, I, I, we are seeing the equity markets come back. And what I mean by that is, is, is um, you know, home equity lines of credit are starting to become stronger. Uh, people can start uh, purchasing homes without mortgage insurance with a 80% first and a 10 or 15% second to avoid mor mortgage insurance there. So, so yeah, uh, lending guidelines have loosened up a bit. Products are becoming are, are becoming to come back and be and, and become more favorable for the homeowner. Uh, but again, it, it it comes at a cost of uh, of offering additional docs. Yeah, I've seen some pretty tall pieces of paper. Uh, oh you yeah, know, like you piles should, and piles. You should see some of the stacks I got in my office. Yeah. They're big, but they're success stories. So yeah. that, that's take, fine. Take with a picture me. of you standing next to six feet of paperwork or whatever. <laughs> so. 
Anyway, let's give him uh, get his contact information out again. One more we, time. Got, we got one more minute here to go, but it's uh, Nathan Watkins, senior mortgage banker with Worldwide Credit uh, Corporation, right here in Kearney Mesa, right? That's right. There you go. So, well, thanks to Pete Tentler, right, Richard? Our yeah, first we did reverse guest. mortgages, and then we reversed course and did regular mortgages, and yes. now we're backwards. So, thanks to both our both our guests, Richard. Great, Nathan, really appreciate it. Yeah. thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure. Uh, great seeing you, Richard. Uh, thanks to Justin Hart, our audio uh, engineer, for making a song. And Craig Blanket came by from the new office. Hadn't seen him in a while. That's hey, right. Craig. That's right. Thanks to Craig Blanket, our senior account executive, and to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial free on iymoney.com. You have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.